your, did your line did your line snap when you snapped the rod no i hand bombed it in oh was it a nice fish uh no the fish wasn't on oh <laughs> okay that makes sense yeah I... yeah january's gonna haunt me all right Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. What is going on, Weekend Warriors? Welcome back to another episode. We have uh, just kind of a fun one for you here. We're just going to sit down, talk a, talk a little bit about ice conditions, maybe do a little bit of an ice report, uh, talk about our first times on the ice. Logan's been on a few times. I finally got out, got, got the monkey off the back, scratched the itch, and uh, man, did it feel good. I hope a lot of you are um, enjoying it as well, staying safe and uh, finding some good ice around you. Yeah, for sure. That's the big thing is to staying safe. And it's been nice with these uh, colder temperatures we've had. It's definitely forming some safe ice. Some of the bigger lakes are, are freezing up and we're going to get to that later. Maybe a little bit of an ice report from what we've heard from some of our buddies and whatnot. But yeah, definitely nice to have that uh, that cold weather, which it's not even that bad. Like I was I was saying, I'd be fine with like minus 20 and stuff like that. And I, I'm totally fine if I don't, if I'm not able to drive on the ice, like if I could still walk or quad or whatever on the ice, I'm okay if the temperatures just want to stay down, right? Like we do go out in the minus 30 days, but I mean, this right now has been perfect. It's like minus 13 or something, right? Like that's, that's perfect. I think for fishing. This past weekend was like, if it wasn't for the wind here in Saskatchewan, the wind's absolutely brutal. If it wasn't for the wind, the weather would have been absolutely perfect. Um, really couldn't have asked for much better temps. The fishing was fantastic here in southern Saskatchewan. Logan, I know you were in Manitoba. You were uh, up at Duck Mountain there, and we'll jump into a little more details on that. Uh, but, yeah, we just kind of – we had a natural weekend warrior um, f- filled fishing weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. really. I mean, for me, I was thinking about I knew I was going to head out this weekend. I was thinking about it all week at work. And uh, I know a lot of you listeners, you're the same way. You're just – getting through the days waiting waiting to like wet a line and uh yeah it was it was great so uh we'll get into a little more details about the weekend here in a little bit but we're got we have to <laughs> give our sponsors a shout out um we have a lot of great companies on board with us for this uh they're the reason why we're able to sit down talk fishing have guests on here and um you know give information and entertainment to you guys across the province across uh, Canada and into the States and other countries. Um, so yeah, first and foremost, we need to give a shout out to SAS Wildlife Federation. They've been a fantastic partner of ours. Um, us being from Saskatchewan, that was a big one that we really wanted to have on board. Everything that they do for us anglers and hunters, uh, is just remarkable. So, um, we're really happy to be on board with them. If you don't have a SAS Wildlife membership, please look into it. It is a fantastic, cause it's not a lot of money and uh, there's a lot of uh, perks to it as well so yeah very cheap 20 bucks like a 20 25 bucks is nothing at all and you get tons of perks with that i i personally really like the magazines um i i like kind of flipping through them whether eating lunch or something like that uh, during work and whatnot and definitely some good information in there but uh definitely next want to say a big thank you to blackfish gear 
um, most recent guest, guest Matt Johnson, the uh, head of the pro staff area there. So um, I think if you haven't checked that one out, you definitely should. It's kind of a cool insight into, I guess, what goes on behind the scenes of some of those bigger companies that we all see, like with Clam and, and Blackfish and stuff like that, right? So uh, big thanks to them for coming on. I know I this weekend I took out some of the waterproof socks, and I believe I had one of my uh, pullovers there as well just to kind of keep me warm but yeah definitely definitely very good stuff yeah myself rocked the pullover gale and some bibs and i was warm all weekend long um super comfortable um product the pullover gale honest to god it's probably the most talked about product that i hear about talking to people that have blackfish gear or people that ask hey what should i get it's always the gale that's recommended um if fleece interior water resistant i mean it's kind of windproof big hood oh just awesome head down to the show notes grab yourself a 15 percent off discount code exclusive to the podcast nobody else has that code uh go check them out yeah for sure and i i, I just wanted to touch on another thing with that is also i think when we were talking to mckeever I don't know how many yep. episodes that was. I see he's on with them as well. And I think I saw yes, sir. a pullover in his order. And then Keith also is with them. And he, in his episode, talked about the pullover as yep. well. So it's not just us. It's actual pros. People who actually are really, really good at this fish, whole fishing thing, right? So <laughs> Not just not just weekend warriors. Yeah. We just like to talk about it. No, no pros here. But yeah, for sure. And then I guess, who do we got up next? Who do you want to go with? Well, we do have Lucky Bastard. I mean, they've been with us since day one. Love their vodkas. I got myself five bottles of their super small batch of uh, whiskey. It's been aged for four or five years. I can't remember the exact exact date, but I got myself five bottles of that. Going to make a great Christmas gift this holiday season. And um, yeah, my father-in-law-to-be, he's a big uh, collector and taster of bourbons, rums, ryes, uh, scotches, you name it. So uh when they came out, like that's something that a lot of people don't realize is Lucky Bastard is really well known for their rye whiskey. I mean, you kind of hear that Lucky Bastard vodka, fantastic vodka, but their rye whiskey is unbelievable. And it only comes out in small batches. That's why it is so good is because it's so exclusive. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's, it's not available in liquor stores. You have to buy it direct from Lucky Bastard on their website. So, uh, yeah, super excited to give that a try. And um, you can grab 10% off, get yourself some bottles of vodka and whatnot for the for the holiday season. They are sold out of their whiskey already. There was only 400 bottles available, and they are gone. So You're hogging you missed, it. Yeah, if you missed it, you missed it. Uh, stay tuned. They're, they usually give a, a few days' notice before they're dropping a new batch, but it's pretty rare. So yeah, and if you're not into the whole booze thing, they do have a very nice clothing line, as well. Um, I I guess I had their one hat. I think it was like a mint green. Um, I guess just just this before we get into a quick uh, word from them as well. But um, I got a new hat from them when I stopped by uh, in the summer, and it's a nice like I don't know if she I don't I wouldn't say baby blue, a bit darker baby blue. But I've never had more compliments than I have with that hat. Like a lot of people seem to like it. Got buddies saying like, hey. Can you try and get me some of those hats and whatnot? So, oh, and definitely, and their hoodie as well. Very, very comfortable. Comfy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good stuff. I know stuff. Brooke, Brooke loves that hoodie. Yeah, and Darian's trying to take mine. So I, I don't know how much <laughs> longer I'll have my hands on it. But, yeah, here's a, here's a quick word from them, and then we'll kind of, I guess, get into what we've been up to. There are certain moments in life that really stick with you. This is definitely one of them. 
The thrill of the deal, my friends, is not a myth. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask about LB's legendary Birmingham's Dill Pickle Vodka. After all, it's not a party until someone pulls out the pickle. Tours and tastings available. Call or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? It's the one with the pickle in it. All right, so... uh... Yeah, if that interests you, grab yourself 10% off. Uh, discount code is in the show notes below. And yeah, Logan, man, like you were gone for three or four days. And uh, I didn't really hear too much from you over the weekend. I don't know if you're out of service or you just don't like me anymore. But uh, <laughs> no. what, what what was your weekend like, man? Well, I guess uh, it, it, it was the first of the two. I do, I do still enjoy talking to you. Um, I did not, we did not have service and it was quite nice. Actually, we had, we had one place on the road back one hill, um, where we had one bar we send a, send a couple texts. Actually, one of the, uh, outhouses at the one lake had one bar yeah. as well. Uh, you, can, you can kind of wonder how I found that out, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, other than that, yeah, no, no service, uh, very beautiful country that we were in there. We we're kind of in the Southern part of duck mountain there. Um, yeah. in Manitoba, but yeah, no, no service, no, nothing like that where we were, uh, had a nice, like old farmhouse Airbnb that we stayed in, um, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Nice big house. Um, the TV was probably smaller than my laptop that I'm recording on <laughs> right now. Uh, we watched some, I think it was VHS, um, some Saskatchewan whitetail hunts. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a good time. Mostly there was, there was five of us, uh, and we just kind of sat around and, and talked for the evening, had a couple of drinks and whatnot, and I just kind of hung out. And then after that, it was kind of wake up. We were up usually before sunrise uh, to get out to the lake, and we were uh, focusing on stock trout. So we were getting out there and drilling our sight holes or cutting our sight holes, I guess, and whatnot but before the sun was up so things could kind of quiet down and, and settle down before, I guess, those trout really started coming in so yeah no it was a, it was a great time um i do like having service just for the sense of i i really enjoy putting up stories um i yeah. think that's just kind of a cool way to to follow along and whatnot as opposed to putting up an actual post um i guess so often so yeah that that was the only part that kind of sucked but no definitely a good time actually met up with former guest rylan parrot out there i guess didn't oh, meet yeah. up yeah i i seen i seen that he was heading out that way too yeah, so I just, I didn't know that he was going out there. And then when I was on my way up there on Friday, he messaged me. He's like, hey, are you going over there? And I was like, yeah. And we ended up, we were going to the same lake. So um, went out there, talked to him for a bit. Um, I guess, I guess may as well go a full rundown of the, of what happened this weekend. Um, Honey pee. Yeah. So we, we got there and we were fishing uh, by probably, we left Musha around 5, 5 a.m. I think. And it's not a far drive. We were, we were there and fishing. We were on the lake and getting set up, I guess, by 11. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I found with stock trout that it's a lot, a lot of things that can come into play, but a big one is how noisy you are, right? Um, yep. And one of the guys we were with, we all, like like Jay says, former guest that in, in that one lake trout series there, and I guess has mentioned it a lot before too, is before you go and set everything up, get your set lines out. Like I put two jaw jackers out before we started looking around where we wanted to put the sight hole and, and all that stuff. Right. So one of our guys, I think we'd been there for like five minutes. He, he puts his, we put the jaw jackers out. We're all walking around. We're drilling holes, cut, cutting holes with the ice saw and his jacker goes off. The drag's totally frozen already somehow. And he's fighting this turns out to be a 22 inch master angler tiger trout. So 
that was a good way to start nice and, yeah and we we're, were thinking oh man this is it's, they're on it's going to be a going to be a good day but we had also heard that um i guess things would be a bit slower in the afternoon there so we we're like oh hopefully the bike kind of continues on a little bit and then we did all our setting up jaw jackers didn't go off once more until the end of the day stayed till just after sundown and as i was walking to mine pretty well to to kind of go and pack it away it went off and i started oh, yeah yeah oh that's what i thought i started reeling was fighting it but then just hadn't hadn't cleared the ice recently enough because it's kind of end of the day is thinking whatever yeah. it's probably over and so my split shot got caught in the hole like where the so I'll, my line could go up and down so it got caught yeah. there equivalent of hooking your hook on the bottom of the hole and it was gone it didn't feel big though so i'm going to tell myself so yeah well yeah of course i mean you're not going to tell yourself it's big because then you're just going to not you're going to think about it all the way home. Yeah. It's really, it's really a, a mental thing there for, for that, but it, it actually <laughs> didn't feel too big, but that was, that was the first day. And then Saturday we got out there early, um, set up the holes again, got everything yep. going. And like we saw tanks, like for sure over 25 inch tiger trout going by, but definitely a, a lake that's fished quite often, I think quite pressured and some big old smart fish. Right. And, and they, they didn't seem too interested. So we thought, Hey, we're going to stay here till I think we stayed till like noon or one. Um, and then decided to go try out some other lakes. Those lakes went great. Tons of Browns, tons of rainbows, all pretty close, like lots of 18, 19 inches and in Manitoba, all the trout except for Lake trout are, um, 20 inches for your master angler. And okay. so, um, my buddy Justin ended up catching a master angler Brown at, I think 21, 21 and a half inches, something like that. And then we had tons that were close, like that 19, 18 range, but it was just nice to get into some numbers and kind of explore another lake. Cause I don't, if for people that don't know that duck mountain area is absolutely insane. Like the, the stocking program and, and all the lakes they have there within like, I don't know how many lakes we had at our disposal within half an hour. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. So it was nice to go and explore and, and did well there and did the same thing sunday morning i believe yeah went to went to that second lake <clears throat> that we tried and same thing fish fish were on pretty good and and fighting pretty good and everything and then um two of the guys left around noon and then me and the two other guys we ended up heading to lake of the prairies to kind of try and fish the afternoon evening bite and i think we stayed there till six and then and then drove home yeah. on sunday so but then of course get into service Rylan, this is where this whole thing comes full circle. Rylan sends me a message <laughs> yeah. and he says something like, man, as soon as you guys left, that lake just turned on. And I wouldn't have known that, right? Because we didn't have service Saturday night or anything. And and so yeah. he he tells me like a 27, 25, 24, and 22-inch uh, tigers. Like that's what we were going there for, right? That was the whole thing. But I guess that's fishing, right? We We wouldn't have known that. We could have sat there and... And it could have been just as slow as it had been for the whole morning, right? So we we still did manage to catch some fish there, just not the the masters that we wanted to. But nonetheless, still a really good weekend. All those trips are always fun with the good get yourself a good group of guys, get some meals going, right? The nice thing I guess about right now is especially for the stock trout, it kind of seems to die off as even later into the afternoon, but especially once that sun starts to go down, it's not as much like maybe like a walleye bite will take you into that into that darkness but um that evening bite yeah so lots, lots of time like i think we were back at the house usually by like 6 30 
and we're cooking cooking suppers just having a good time right hanging out having a good weekend and it's only like three hours away from us like the the fact that we only have to drive that far most people don't think to drive east or west right it's usually all oh, gotta head north north for the yeah. most part so yeah that was the that was the gist of my weekend definitely a, definitely a good time and we'll have to go back there because the the fishing every time i've been to manitoba fishing three three t- different trips now and yeah. it's just it's lights out every time so definitely definitely would recommend it yeah that's what you hear you know guys make the trek over to manitoba and and uh there's there's a lot of uh, opportunities that maybe are a little bit better than in uh, other parts of our province or you know if you head to alberta there's more opportunities that way but yeah whenever whenever a lot of people down here in the south of saskatchewan think uh, a fishing trip right you think i gotta drive eight hours north mm-hmm. you know um but yeah, there's some close places right in Manitoba, especially if you're in on this east side of uh, of the province. So yeah, that sounds like one heck of a weekend. I mean, I haven't made my way over to Duck Mountain at all, so that just gets me excited to mm-hmm. uh, plan a trip there myself. Yeah, well, and it's so, like for people, I'm sure lots of our listeners have targeted stock trout or just trout in general, but it's it's a pretty cool thing. Like, I guess I wouldn't say it's easier because trout can be very like, they're like a light switch. They can be on and off instantly. Like it's, it's kind of like that, but I, I really enjoy it. Cause you don't, I, I don't want to say easier cause it's not, but you don't have to know, say like when you're trying to go for walleye, say like your last mountain, you like, maybe, you know, where some structure is or like certain spots. Right. Whereas with, yeah. with the trout, it's kind of like we saw a point, okay, we're going to set up jaw jackers in, in three to seven feet with dough and, and they should, this is where they should be coming along kind of thing. Right. So it was, it was kind of yeah. nice, nice to have that. And that's a very common, I guess, early ice thing too, um, is to get out there. The other nice thing is we were sawing holes. Um, I think we we're going to get into a little bit of an ice report later, but the first lake we were at was probably like six inches, seven inches, a little bit of a workout, right. To get that saw going. I don't know if you've used one, Brandon, but it's, it's pretty fun, but also a workout. And then the next lake <laughs> is three inches. And just like, it was like a hot knife through butter cutting that hole. So yeah, that, that was a nice, a nice change. But I guess as the intro of this podcast episode alluded to, you also went out fishing this weekend. Yeah, I dabbled. <laughs> with former I guests? Dab- I, I dabbled a little bit with Uncle Tim, uh, yep. Tim Jenny from PK Lures. And uh, yeah, I, it's it's been a busy fall beginning ice season for me i you know i just personally i've i've had a lot of things on the go usually i'd get out you know end of november but you know we had a really warm fall as well so you know ice conditions weren't as good and i was just itching for the last couple weeks to get out um and finally i was able to make that happen and it was it was nothing short of you know anything that you could ask for really for the first time out mm-hmm. uh, i you know had the opportunity to head out saturday and sunday uh headed up to last mountain lake and uh, we were able to find good ice and um we were able to find some fish it was it was a great weekend uh, we met up with uh caleb another young angler from up north here in saskatchewan he makes the drive down to last mountain and he'll usually camp on the ice whatnot uh, so he was out there with us and then um sunday we ended up uh teaming up with big brandon uh my future brother-in-law he uh he came out with us and travis hamelin um so we had we had a we had a five some on sunday and um yeah put a licking on him mm-hmm. we'll just say that i mean 
we the amount of fish that we we were able to find was remarkable you know i've never had that kind of uh, flurry of fish on last, last mountain lake before uh, i'm not saying that i personally had a really good day but as a group i mean the amount of fish that we were able to track down you know we were quite mobile we were on foot um, putting on the miles legs are kind of yeah. sore Con- legs are kind of sore today right you know first time on the ice you know not working out too often and, and then you're filled with uh um fishing gear and pulling a sleigh for like miles and miles and miles for two days straight and um but yeah that was kind of the key just being mobile finding those pods of fish and really just switching up the tactic you know we were pretty we were pretty confident in the, in the lures that we we're using and whatnot. It was just a matter of finding the fish. And I think between the five of us on Saturday, um, or on Sunday, I should say, I mean, I know Big Brandon had like 32 fish himself. So, and, and good quality fish, you know, the average size fish was remarkable. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, got, got the monkey off the back, scratched the edge, just felt really good to be out there. Super windy though. I mean, if the wind was a little bit, uh, calmer i wouldn't have complained Mm -hmm. but nonetheless right i mean really couldn't have asked for a better a better first weekend yeah i was you know i was able to keep a couple fish as well and that's kind of that's something i don't keep fish super often um but one of the one of the things that i've kind of made a tradition is you know my first time out on the ice each season i i like to keep one or two fish and um give myself a a, you know a treat a meal that's uh, funny because i'm total opposite whether it's oh i'm, I'm my, the first fish of that season like has to go back well or first I'm not, fish of a species has to go back <laughs> i'm not saying i kept i didn't keep the first fish oh okay I, so okay so if, if, if you're going off that i didn't keep the first fish but I, just like the first time yeah. out i like to keep one or two fish and it's just for me too like in the summertime like you know i'll keep fish once type thing i don't even really like fish in the summer if that and i know there's a lot of people i mean there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be like oh my god this guy's crazy um but to me like with, with the warmer water you know the lj and whatnot the fish just are more fishy mm-hmm. and uh for me you know when first size comes around that cold clear water those fish you just can't beat it and um i just actually just cleaned up supper here we made some double coated flame catch and cook walleye I was going to say, you probably didn't have catch and cook in the summer or else maybe you would like summer walleye better or the same. Uh, I, that's not true. I did have one bag, but I just didn't use it that often. Oh, okay. it was just, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like my dad loves to keep fish in the summer, which is fine. Like that's why he fishes. That's why a lot of people fish. And, um, you know, I've kind of grown into you know, more of the sport of angling. Like, you know, a lot of us that, and you know, a lot of our listeners have, I mean, um, I like to keep fish. I don't like to keep fish often. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, when I keep fish, it's, it's kind of a treat. It's kind of, for me, it's a traditional thing. First ice, um, keep a fish, have a fish fry, enjoy it. Um, but from here on out, you know, I probably won't keep fish maybe until the end of the ice season just for like one more treat. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what catch and cook is, please go back two and three episodes behind this one and listen to... Josh McFadden and Jay Siemens, they are the co-owners and founders of Catch and Cook Coatings. And let me tell you, I'm not just saying this because I like those guys. They're really good guys. But the flame 
catch and cook coating double battered is unbelievable like the crunch and then i like it a little spicy how many jalapenos like if it's on a Uh, menu how many jalapenos is that batter out of three sure five out of five um i'd I'd give it two and a half jalapeno okay (laughs) jalapeno (laughs) yeah jalapeno no but uh even actually um saturday night came home cleaned up a fish and i actually air fried it with the catch and cook which was kind of kind of nice right you don't have the oil it's a little bit cleaner a little bit healthier right mm-hmm. if you're trying to be healthy I, I mean i wasn't trying to be healthy i was just kind of being lazy i just throw it in the air fryer and i actually drizzled it with some thai sauce oh that'd be good oh my god actually i'm gonna try maybe pull together a video from this weekend with a little catch and cook at the end so stay tuned for that i might i might release a video with a catch and cook with some flame tie a catch and cook catch and cook a catch and cook with catch and cook there you go that could that i know it's confusing yeah i know it's been done a million times but we'll see now it's a million and one there you go but yeah no i mean overall really good weekend we slammed some walleye uh had a couple burb had a couple pike surprises too uh yeah we had a tim had a big old burb lucky guy like yeah, it was beautiful. Like the belly on that thing was actually pretty big. Um, and the color, it was a really, really dark, like rich brown. Yeah, those ones are, they have nice colors in, in Lost Mountain. And they every fish in Lost Mountain just gets a belly. And the, the, the bellies on these walleyes this weekend, they were, you know, if this fish would be coming up the hole and we'd be like, oh, it's a 30. And it would get up the hole just because it was so thick, right? It looks so big. And we, we throw it on the bump board and be like a 28. And we're like, man, it's not even a 30, but that belly on it, mm-hmm. it's just so big. Like, they're just thick this time of year, right? Yeah. And that's what that's why the, the fishing was so good, right? They're chomping. They're, they're, they're feeding hard right now. Um, honestly, though, talking with Tim, you know, the, the barometric meters were really didn't look that good. You know, the, the pressure system really wasn't identifying that it should have been good fishing but it was and uh so yeah that kind of gets a little confusing right when tim's tim's looking at this meter and he's like oh man it's you know it's 99 or it's 100 it's not going to be good fishing and we get out there and we end up you know slamming fish like it's it's kind of a weird concept but like we always say like that's fishing you never know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and that's why i say it all the time that's why I love fishing because you go out there, you have no idea what you're going to, you know, what you're going to do, what's going to happen. You're going to catch your PB. You're not going to catch nothing. You know, barometric system says it's going to be a shit day of fishing and you end up catching over a hundred fish. So, um, yeah. Anyways, we'll wrap this up. I kind of rambled a little bit there. Nonetheless, great weekend for myself on some walleye and a great weekend for yourself chasing some stock trout. Yeah, it was not a great weekend on the the uh, to cap off the weekend. It was cool checking on New Lake. I'd never been to Lake the Prairies. Got to yeah. use live bait for the first time. That was that was pretty neat. Um, yeah. But I didn't catch anything on the live bait. I caught like a twelve inch perch, I believe, on oh on a PK. What is a mas- What's Master Angler uh, yellow perch in Manitoba? I'm thinking since I caught a twelve, it's probably thirteen. Yeah, that's usually how it goes, eh? Yeah. But uh, they caught that, and then my buddy Justin caught his first rock bass. Uh, I, none of us, out of the three of us, had caught one, so that was pretty cool. I was like, when it first came up, just a quick look, I was like, man, that's a really pale perch. And then yeah. he held it up. I was like, oh, 
to rock pass and he was all happy and kind of cheering about it i was laughing because i'm sure all the there's a lot of people out there and i'm sure the people around us are like who cares about a rock bass but yeah we we cared so uh but it's always cool when you can hook into a new species yeah i mean if it's if it's unexpected right it's it's kind of a surprise but it's kind of cool too he's like oh i just added a new species to my oh exactly and that's the thing i like i can't uh i i don't i don't know what it is i can't i can't just fish walleye or i can't just fish trout like i like to change the switch things up a bit a lot and so um that's kind of the cool part is it, it, it was a lake we'd never been to we obviously talked to people and and get some intel and whatnot and justin had a good hookup that that knew the fishing around there and um i don't know just we talked we didn't see anyone else catch a fish either so uh, but of course yeah. the night before oh they caught a burb 30 walleye you know just a big perch stuff like that but then when we were there it was uh two fish <laughs> so well yeah i mean again you can you can say it how many times that's fishing right that's why i call it fishing and not catching yeah, there you go. Because if it was catching, everyone would do it. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think uh, the funny thing is you're saying you're finally getting out there to scratch the itch. We're out in this awesome place fishing for trout, and all five of us are talking about, oh, I can't wait to go on Talas Mountain for the first time this year now, yeah. that, now that things are freezing up. But uh, def- definitely uh, can't complain about either of our weekends there. So definitely a good time. No. And yeah, and any of you guys that are listening to you, you know, um, I know there's a few of you um, that I ran out, uh, ran into on the ice, and um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you guys had a great weekend as well, um, staying safe, catching fish, and we appreciate you guys, you know, chatting up with us out there, and and we want to kind of hear what you guys want to, you know, listen to and, and hear from us on the show um, and the guests that we bring on to the show. We have a, a lot of big things coming in 2022. Um, and yeah, it just it just means a lot to us that you guys tune in, sit down, listen to a couple of weekend warriors like yourselves talk fishing. So, yeah. um, but I guess with that, we can kind of talk a little bit about ice conditions. I, I mean, got I got one thing I've totally forgot. I haven't even told you yet behind the scenes. Oh, oh, well, no, it's it's not bad. It's actually it's kind of <laughs> funny. But when you said that you ran into people like some of the listeners and stuff this weekend, I I thought what I was doing when I was at the Tiger Lake was walking up to Ryland's tent. I'm walking up there yeah. thinking, I'm going to see how they're doing today. I haven't seen them since this morning when we were walking out. And so I'm walking up and I go to the tent. I thought it was his. I'm like, I just like, I'm saying knock, knock kind of thing, joking around. And this, <laughs> this guy answers and it sounds like Rylan. So I start unzipping the door and some guy pokes his head out and it's not Rylan. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Rylan at all. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I would, uh, I would not have done that if I, I, I thought you were my buddy. I would not have done that <laughs> if, if I had known that that was not him. But um, yeah. very, very nice guy. He fishes that area a lot. So talked to him for a bit, but then we just obviously get to talking and talk about Instagram, Facebook book and then i was telling him about the podcast he's like oh yeah i've heard of that and i was like what are the odds of of that right like yeah like i went to the I'm, wrong tent and oh just opened it up normally it would have just been a quick hey how's it going oh things are slow yeah same here and and keep going right but talked to him for like 15 20 minutes and and then went on the way but i, I thought that was i thought you'd enjoy that some second yeah, embarrassment no, there I, I man well yeah i mean you kind of you're kind of always making an ass of yourself but yeah. um yeah, no, it's awesome running into people. It's, 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 you know, we're not doing this for people to, to come up and talk to us, but we love talking to people on the ice about fishing, you know, talking about new techniques, new, how's the bite, how's this? And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. So. And I guess on that topic as well, I got a new looking cap on my truck. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, wrap media there in Regina 
I, I wanted to kind of mention this and I totally forgot at the start of the episode, but uh, we got, I used, for some of you who have seen me, uh, my truck before was brown and my truck now is like a tricolor black and I've had a white cap on it. And that's how all my friends kind of know it's my truck is my cap. Not even the right year for the truck, actually. It, it fits fine enough, but I'm not buying a new cap because those are out the window expensive. But anyways, we got the cap wrapped, so you should see it at a launch somewhere or wherever wherever I'll be fishing. So you know I'm out there. You can come say hi. Say hi if you want to, but it's got Weekend Warriors on the side and the sponsors and stuff like that. So we are kind of excited about that. Something cool and different, and now I don't have a white cap that doesn't go with anything. Yeah, you don't you don't stand out in a crowd anymore. But yeah, no, we we appreciate Andrew over at Rap Media. Um, if you don't know where Rap Media is, it's in Regina. Um, he does a bunch of vinyl work, uh, graphic design, window. I don't know if he does window tinting actually. My Can windows are yeah? tinted. I can't see through them at all now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not well, even tinted. It's just black. <laughs> if, yeah, if you need any kind of vinyl uh, decking, wrapping, etc., if you own a, bi- a business and you need some. Uh, some of your fleet vehicles wrapped. Look signs up rap too. Me- yeah, signs. Uh, look up Rap Media. Andrew there. He owns a business, small business owner. Fantastic dude. Yeah. Go check him out. Uh, you can visit him on uh, Instagram, Facebook, his website, etc. Um, does great work. Yeah. But now, now we can get into the ice report. Yes. So this is not going to be uh, super, super accurate. Disclaimer. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a disclaimer. Uh, ice is never 100% safe ever. So um, please, if you are going to be heading out to any of these lakes, be take careful. precaution. Yeah. Yeah. Just take your spud bars, take your, your picks, take your floating suits, take your throw ropes, take a buddy, tell somebody where you're going, what time you're going to be back. Um, you know, here's the whole spiel, you know, you hear it a hundred times, um, but you can hear it one more time here. So just please, please be safe. But with that being said, last mountain Lake, after talking to about half a dozen people from different areas, of the lake this weekend, um, majority of the lake is around four to six inches. Um, with that being said, where we were was six or seven inches but there was a lot of cracking and movement and from when i we were there saturday and came back sunday there were um heaves that happened overnight oh so um you know we we obviously took really big uh precautions and um you know, everybody else that was out there too, I seen was taking precautions as well. Um, but with that being said, just because the ice is thick enough does not mean that it's not going to be shifting or moving. Um, it's still just kind of getting to that cold spurt where that ice is going to be, you know, making some transitions and, and whatnot. So just because you were there the day before doesn't might not mean that it's going to be the exact same as the day you know the day before uh the next time you go so with that being said last mountain lake is starting to get there um you know go check out if you have areas obviously go check out be safe um i know the chain lakes down in fort capel is similar around six inches of ice um obviously you need to be super careful around the river mouth areas Mm -hmm. Uh, the water flow is pretty good there Um, anybody that fishes fishes those lakes knows that those areas really don't freeze over super well so um you know fishable 
Um, but obviously still stay safe. Um, I know, you know, Crooked and whatnot, kind of the same. They're kind of connected all to Katepwa, Mission, Echo, Pasqua, that type. And I know guys around Rafferty. Um, yeah, I'm not too positive about DEEF. I haven't talked to too many people that have been on DEEF. I don't know if you, Logan? Oh, well, I know. I was going to say, I'm surprised that it was only like six inches or whatever in the chain lakes. But I guess they can get quite deep compared to like a buffalo pound and stuff like that but no i before we had that like what was it monday last week was really cold or something that yeah. kind of started all this i know i saw in the diefenbaker group that someone had launched their boat a couple of days before that and they were fishing um, i seen that yeah so i don't i don't know what's happened since then because i'm pretty sure last mountain was quite open before that cold snap as well and and now as you said for the most part in lots of those places it's in that four to six or whatever right so It's hard to say. Like I know um, some guys we know have been fishing more of the river portion um, a little bit more, but that's obviously a lot different than your elbow area and and whatnot, right? So it's hard to say. Um, I haven't heard anything, so I I can't really speak to it. Yeah. I mean, you might have some bays that are, are, um, you know, freezing up, but the main lake is probably not not too good yet. I mean, uh, there's no fish out there anyways. Yeah, yeah, Deef sucks. <laughs> um, a good resource, obviously, um, for Lake Deef and Bakers, if you're on Facebook, go to, they do have a like a fishing Lake Deef and Baker group and join that group. Obviously, there's usually one of those for kind of every lake. So uh, go, go join one of those communities uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, the Fishing Geeks, uh, they're a good resource for Lake Deef and Baker as they do guiding and uh rentals out there so you can reach out to the twins um and ask kind of how uh how the ice is on deep if um if you're looking to head out that way but i mean obviously logan we talked about on other episodes buffalo pound is kind of your your home base and guys are guys have been on that lake for a while it's it's a shallow lake it freezes up a little bit quicker than some of these other bodies yeah i i know we weren't the first out there um but i, I think we were a day or two after some of the first post sites, you know, there were guys were just, they weren't even fishing. They were just going and testing it. Um, and when we were out, this was like three weekends ago. Now it was like shore was a little uh, by shore was a little sketchy, which some people that might not know as much might think shore is always going to be the best. Um, shore can be quite often quite sketchy. And so it was cracking a little bit. We were only in like half a foot of water where it was doing that. But then as we got further, it was like four inches at like three weeks ago now. So, I've heard reports of anywhere from like 11 to 13 inches now. Um, yeah. I I like to wait a little bit longer to drive on it. There, I think last week, not not last weekend, the weekend before, someone was already driving on, but you're always going to have those people that are kind of, they get lucky. Some of them don't, but they get lucky and they, they decide to take the chance and go out there a little bit earlier maybe than they should, but someone pulled their shack on and, and whatnot two weekends ago, I think. So, um I think you'll probably see a lot more side-by-sides for sure now, especially with that being that 12 to 13 inches. But um, yeah, I, I have myself been out there. Just obviously I have lots of friends and, and stuff that are, that are going out there. And I've actually heard that it's been, it's been pretty good. Like the, the perch bite has been pretty hot, which is, is nice to see. It's been kind of, we had a, a die off there. I don't know how many years ago that was like in the summer and you see thousands of dead perch driving around the boat um every day for for a while there and it seems like i don't know if that had anything to do with it but the fishing had been kind of slow you still have your heater days sometimes but you see your stories a lot of like i i had one myself as 160 perch by myself in in two hours and heard other stories like that sometimes but you don't really hear that too much 
Um, I've kind of taken more to, to tip ups and, and trying to target walleye there a little bit more than, than the perch in the recent years, just because of that. Like I honestly, like sometimes go out and like, I don't even, I don't even know where to find the perch. You go in the groups, there's no perch there. You try and go out by yourself and, and the size too. Um, you used to be able to kind of do pretty good with the jumbos. Um, but yep. that lake is like, it, it's probably the most populated, lake I've seen like for its size and the amount of shacks that end up on it. It's probably the most I've seen on any lake I've been in ice fishing, like you're, you're deep and your and your last mountain get a good amount of shacks, but you can also, there's such big lakes, right? That yeah, it's not like there's like your four or five main spots at Buffalo and it's just like cities, cities that I kind of migrate. Say, yeah. It, beco- be, it becomes a craven on ice. Pretty well. Yeah. With the trailers and, and whatnot, right. Most of them probably yeah. are half cra- craven in the summer and ice fishing shack in the winter. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't, I don't know. It's hopefully it kind of stays hot. Um, I had, had one guy messaging me and he's been out, I think for sure twice now. And he said, yeah, just the, the bite had been insane for him. So we'll see. Good. We'll see. That's good to hear. I mean, at least, uh, you know, safe ice. I mean, people are going to push the limits a little bit. I know I thought I, uh, actually, no, I did. I saw a quad out on last mountain Lake yesterday and uh, I thought that was, uh, a little premature but i mean right to each their own guys are always going to push the limits a little bit so um yeah just be safe out there that's really all all we can say pr- promote yeah yeah no for sure and i i think like definitely i i think even a quad year round would kind of quad i guess down south like we've had like no snow the last couple of yeah. years like i went to use my sled around march madness last year down at buffalo and i just had to put it away because there wasn't enough snow to do anything with so definitely a right now a quad might might be the way to go when you do get to that that better ice i don't know what do those graphs always say like four three to four for walking is it like six to eight for a quad yeah i think it's like six to eight for a quad and then i think it's 12 inches for like a smaller vehicle and then i think it's 15 inches for kind of like a heavier yeah half ton truck etc well that's the thing i always say is it, it, it might be 15 where you checked but that's not the issue the issue is where it's not right like uh, if it's 15 no, it, some places could be 12 or, or 11 right or and same as if it's if it's eight some places could be three or four maybe like you, that's the kind of the the sketchy part i guess yeah so i mean yeah if you guys uh, are fishing other lakes around southern saskatchewan if uh, you do want to shoot us a message on social media um kind of give like an ice report to us we can kind of disperse maybe put pull together kind of like a full ice report for southern saskatchewan or the full province we'll see if you guys do have a nice report on a lake that we didn't mention uh and you want to shoot us a message we're always open to chatting um yeah we'll always we'll always reply to you guys so with that being said do we have any any other updates i know we were looking at kind of shooting around some messages with that we'd kind of mentioned at the end of the last episode about some merchandise right yes we did um we are kind of in the works of pulling together a website um, I don't know if you didn't listen to the last episode. We have been asked quite a bit about, um, you know, apparel, uh, hoodies, especially, right, for ice fishing and hats, etc. Um, that's not really something that we really kind of thought about uh, in the early stages of the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. But obviously, you know, if if guys want want it and and girls, you know, why not? We're we're really uh, we're gonna probably pull something together we're working on getting a website going and um, from there we're going to be looking at different products we want to make sure that it's quality products that we're putting out for you guys we don't want you guys wearing 
crappy sweaters where logos are peeling off, um, etc. We want a quality product that's really going to last all season long, you know, through your falls and winters and summers and springs. Uh, we want something that, that everyday weekend warrior can uh, fish in and, and be comfortable in. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess we, this was just kind of more of a update kind of this is fine it's weird that it's early ice now for us kind of thing like this i feel like was the actual first like big hoorah for a lot of people right this weekend yeah. um and and we'll have we'll have to see with with the next episode and whatnot it's kind of as every, everyone's busy this time of year right it's uh it, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year um lots of christmas parties getting in the way of fishing um but yeah yeah no for sure it uh it should be a good time. We're, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully getting together us two out there fishing at some point and, and get kind of get some stuff going for the pod there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's starting to get out there. I'm hearing from lots of buddies that they're, they're making their way out there and lots of people kind of exploring a lot more too. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice mix this in with some world junior hockey. And I think it's going to be a good Christmas. And uh, just before we wrap things up here, just wanted to say a big thank you again to 13 fishing being the presenting sponsor of the podcast. Um, I guess we didn't even talk about this. We were talking about it before the recording. Your story about the rod. Yeah, man. Um, had a big, big red mark uh, come into my <laughs> come into my flasher. I go to I go to set the hook, and my favorite rod just broke right at the cork, and um, I had I had a hand hand liner in. So it was looking uh, for a new rod. Yeah, I am going to be looking for a new rod. So I'm going to be heading to 13fishing.ca <laughs> and using the Weekend Warriors code in the show notes below and getting myself 15% off. What rod do you think you're going to get? Uh, 100% I'm going to get the Widowmaker. Um, it's one of my favorite series of rods. And um, I think it's just going to be a lethal walleye catcher. So Yeah, there you go. Sounds like you're going to yeah. need it with the weekend you had, so. Yeah, I might even order two or three of them. 15% off my whole cart. Yeah, they, if you order enough and you use the 15% off, you basically got one for free at some point. Exactly. It's uh, it's really just a win-win-win. We don't make any, we don't make money off of it, so um, go go down in the show notes. Use our code, save yourself 15% off. Yeah. That's from us and 13 Fishing to you guys as a Christmas gift all year round. Yeah, there you go. That's the best kind of gift all year round. But yeah, no. Wanted to, wanted to say a big thanks to them. Uh, we always kind of kind of leave it till till the end there, and and kind of give them their own spot there, being the presenting sponsors. So, big thank you to them. It's going to be a fantastic Christmas, and uh, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we hope you all have a fantastic uh, hard water season and a fantastic holiday season. I mean, Christmas is right around the corner, and um, this might be the last episode before Christmas here. So. Um, from myself and Logan and uh, everybody involved with the podcast, we just want to wish you all uh, a very Merry Christmas and uh, please be safe out on the water and enjoy the hard water season. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.